0: Get Fit Guy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, I'm the Get Fit Guy, and today we're going to talk about whether or not fitness apps really help you get fit. I mean, the research results are mixed, but the apps that actually stand out Do so because of a human element. It was way back in 2009 that Apple actually trademarked the term, there's an app for that. (laughs) Back then, it was mostly just, well, a good marketing slogan. But fast forward 10 years, and it's pretty much gospel. Android users are currently able to choose between 2.1 million apps while Apple's app store has almost 1.8 million available. A recent global news report indicated that there are 320,000 apps that are dedicated to just health and fitness on the major app stores. So with such a wide selection, it is no wonder that it is hard to find the best fitness apps. You know, that same article from Global News also dove into what happened when researchers attempted to find evidence that any of the most popular health and fitness apps, well, actually worked. And sadly, they didn't find much evidence. But that wasn't necessarily because health apps don't work. According to research that was recently published in the Journal of Digital Medicine, it's simply that there haven't been many comprehensive studies that have been conducted yet. So before we get into the undercover part of this article, because you know how I love to go undercover for these episodes, well, let's look at some different types of fitness apps that are available and out there. And the first type of fitness app is a fitness tracker. I previously wrote about how fitness trackers don't lead to weight loss, and I referenced one study from September in 2016 that was called The Effect of Wearable Technology Combined with a Lifestyle Intervention on Long-Term Weight Loss. Now That study, and a few others, showed that people who dared to go without a fitness tracker, well they lost more weight, 8 pounds on average, than their tracker-wielding friends. But this study only focused on weight loss, not on fitness. You know, when it comes down to it, I have to admit that I have a hard time seriously training with a particular goal in mind without a tracker of some sort or other. Whether I'm preparing for a triathlon, my upcoming European bike trip, or completing an effective muscle gain program, tracking my workouts means that I can train intelligently. So, sure. The fitness tracking apps are not a magic bullet for weight loss, but they are useful. Now the next type of fitness app is the fitness prescriber. That's what I'm going to call it anyway. So this type of fitness app is the type that simply generates workouts for you. In many ways, these types of apps only really cut down on the amount of searching the internet or flipping through workout books that you actually need to do yourself. So if you're a person who doesn't want to have to think about what their workout is going to be for the day and also doesn't have a particular fitness goal in mind, these apps could work for you. Now the next type of fitness app is the Fitness AI apps. Now, without getting into the semantics of what artificial intelligence really is, the next step up in the fitness apps is an automated system that uses a version of machine learning, or is it artificial intelligence? I don't know, to help you build your fitness. Now, these apps will monitor things like heart rate, speed, distance, duration, and perhaps even use a fitness test to, to intelligently customize your workout plan over time. Now, this is a new fitness app, Frontier, that I am keeping a close eye on, and that's especially true when this tech is getting blended with some cool gear, as it is in the stationary bike that's called Carol Fit AI, and you can put a pin in that one because I'm going to talk about that in a few weeks. And the final type of fitness app that I want to cover today is the Fitness Coach Connector. Now, this type of fitness app is my favorite. It allows you to efficiently work with a real human coach without being in the same room. This type of app actually creates a bridge between you and an expert who has your movement needs and goals in mind. Now, I recently went undercover and experimented with two types of these apps. Now, to varying degrees, I found them both to be, well, very handy and also a little clumsy. The first one that I tried out was the app developed by MetPro. Now, you may recall a recent episode of this podcast where I interviewed the founder of MetPro, and during that episode, we talked about how they use a combination of the app, some text messaging, and telephone calls to coach their users. Now, this approach worked just fine for me and seemed entirely satisfactory until I tried Trainiac. Now, Trainiac's app took it to the next level. Now, both of these apps connected me with real live human coaches, so keep in mind that I am focusing solely on the functionality of the app, not the coaches themselves. Now, my coaches on both platforms, Jeff Tripp and Megan Omley, were as excellent as they were unique, and I'm happy to say that I've kept in touch with both of them and recently featured both of them in my How to Choose a Coach or Fitness Trainer podcast episode. So let's get into the specifics of the Trainiac app. As with any good client-coach relationship, online or not, this process began with me establishing and communicating my current fitness level, my goals, my gear, and my availability. I also had a chance to get to know my coach. And I have to say that when the first video I received from my coach, Jeff, was filmed sitting on his front porch in the sunshine, prefaced with the fact that he had just gotten back from an epic mountain bike ride, well, I knew he was my kind of coach. Now, okay, to describe my experience with the app, I'm going to break it down into a few categories, communication, scheduling, tracking, and the workouts themselves. So let's start with communication. Trainiac has this aspect nailed down. The home screen of the app features messages to and from your coach, plus a direct link to your workouts of the day. It also has handy text, voice, and video shortcuts. And they allow you to choose how you want to communicate with your coach and how your workout went. I generally chose the text or the voice option, but on occasion, when I wanted my coach to see exactly how hard he had pushed me, well, I chose the video option. Before I go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Metpro. Last spring, I did an episode with Metpro's founder, Angelo Poli, all about metabolism. And his company, Metpro, continues to help thousands of people transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism through concierge coaching. Now the next aspect of the app is the scheduling part. And for the most part, my coach scheduled all my workouts and my rest days for me. But as the end user, I also had the ability to schedule or reschedule my workouts. The interface was simple and easy to read and easy to use. When I happened to be on vacation and not able to commit to a specific workout schedule, my coach simply loaded up some appropriate workouts. They were perfect for someone who is staying at his mom's house, and I could choose and execute them whenever I wanted. Then the next aspect of the app is the tracking aspect. Now on the screen that is labeled progress, you can find info like the number of workouts you've completed, amount of weight that you've lifted, and your calories burned. There's also a calendar that shows when your workouts were completed, and if you happen to track it, your body weight. Since I was doing more of a muscle gain type program, I was interested in tracking the weights that I was using for each exercise. I mean, this is crucial for measuring strength improvements over time, and I was happy to see that within the workouts themselves, which we'll get to in a minute, there was a way to record the number of reps and the weight that I used. Perfect. Now finally, the workouts. Most of the fitness apps these days feature videos of each exercise, so you can both follow along and learn a new activity quickly and easily. Back in the old days, we would have to write out all the steps, which can be cumbersome to say the least, but times have changed and video is ubiquitous, and Trainiac is no exception. There are some buff Folks, men and women, demonstrating the workouts in perfect form in this app. And there is also a voiceover that's giving you cues and words of encouragement. All of this is set to pumping music, which you can turn off if you prefer, which is exactly what I did after a brief honeymoon period. I performed the first few workouts from Trainiac in my living room, using my home gym equipment. I propped my phone up near my exercise mat, I put in my Bluetooth earbuds, and I launched myself into the workout. And it was great. Pumping tunes kept me energized, a strong voiceover gave me cues to engage my glutes and lower my shoulders, and cool video footage helped me keep on track. Now, after each set or superset, I was able to then mark the exercises as complete, input the weight that I was lifting, where applicable, and then move on to the next exercise or the next set. Everything was going great, until I wanted to listen to a podcast while I worked out, which is my usual jam, and eventually I also wanted to take my workout to the gym, and that is where things got a little bit awkward. So after chatting with my coach about the no audio or video cue conundrum, I decided that I would just write the workouts down on a piece of paper and take that to the gym instead of my vulnerable and sizable phone. That wasn't a bad idea until it came time to record my workout. When I got home, I had to basically sit through the workout video if I wanted to be able to input my weights, my reps, and my trackable information. Now, I used the pause and skip button to move that along a little quicker, and that sort of helped. But needless to say, I didn't do this for very long, and showing my age, I started relying more and more on a pencil and paper. But okay, All in all, I really did enjoy the Trainiac experience, not in small part due to having an excellent coach on the other end of the app. Now, sure, there were technical frustrations, but perhaps because I started coaching back when emailing Excel spreadsheets to my clients was considered cutting edge, well, they were frustrations that I could endure. So, if you are looking for an affordable and a slick way to have a real human coach in your pocket, Trainiac gets my approval. But remember, as is always the case when you're choosing a coach, even a virtual coach, make sure you find someone that you align with on a personal and professional level. Otherwise, no amount of slick tech or Fancy app will get you to your fitness goals. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Get Fit Guy, everybody. And don't forget to tune in next week when I have a special guest on the podcast to talk about footwear and whether we should be going barefoot more often or not. It's going to be a good one. Get Fit Guy is written, narrated, and produced by me, Brock Armstrong, with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. Our audience development and marketing manager here at Quick and Dirty Tips is Morgan Ratner. Our digital ad operations coordinator is Michelle Margulis. And our digital assistant is Emily Miller. And I want to send an extra special shout out to our vice president and fearless leader, Kathy Doyle. You're awesome, Kathy. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, I would really love it if you would just tell somebody about it. I mean, think back to how you discovered the podcast that you listen to. Did somebody tell you about it? That's how I discover podcasts. So I would be ever so grateful if you would just spread the word with your mouth. Just tell somebody about the podcast. That would be awesome. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong. I'm the Get Fit Guy asking you, what are you waiting for? Check out some fitness apps.